Hello, and welcome to The Kosh. I am your host, Timber Smith, and The Kosh is a podcast that spotlights people who have had an association with Oshkosh or the surrounding Fox Valley area. Hey, Kosh listeners, how y'all doing out there? Uh, you already know. So, let me tell you, I like that I give y'all the weather report every Saturday morning, and it's gorgeous. Like, it's beautiful out, sun's out, there's no complaints. Uh, I do got this feeling. Y'all get this feeling like this year is going to be the year. Like we just jump from like rainy spring to hot, hot summer. Like, like we going to go from like forties and fifties to straight eighties. Like <laughs> I feel like Wisconsin's messing with us right now. So I, I feel like we, it's about to happen, but you know, what's really important about this particular Saturday is, um, let me just lay this out here for y'all. You already know, bruh. The Bucks are playing. Uh, yeah, because you know it, it's about the Bucks right now, and let, let us go on and bless these Bucks with a win today, uh, because this is the first day back to Milwaukee. That Deer District is gonna be hot. You know what, Kosh listeners? Can I ask y'all a question? Send me pics if you are in the Deer District. That's what I need. You know what? If you send me pics. To ask the cash at gmail.com, I will put those picks out and let's celebrate. Let's celebrate the Bucks. Cause you know what? Why don't we celebrate the Bucks like people celebrate the Packers? Cause last time I checked, we're the champions. That's how I feel about that right there. We're the champions. So we need to go ahead and make that right. All right. So now let's get down to business. You already know. You know what, y'all? I've been chasing this guest for a minute. I'm just going to say I've been chasing this guest for a minute and we have made multiple attempts to try to make this happen, but it's happening today. And I am beyond excited about this particular guest because I just know that there is a vibe going on here. And let me tell you, like traditional Kosh episodes, uh, Bosco, the podcast dog is totally uh, looking down the guest and that's how it goes down because that's what he is. He is totally trying to milk a belly rub out of the guest. Um, but without further ado, this week's guest is Lakeisha Hayes. Lakeisha, how you doing? I am doing well. Okay. Thank you for having me. Right. And I apologize for the delay. Well, no, nah, don't don't apologize for the delay. You know, people are busy. Yeah, there's things there's things going on in life. So, yeah, it's been a very busy couple months, right? As most people know, had the campaign for judge for Branch Four. Yes. Um. So that pretty much took up the last six months of you know doing something I wasn't used to, getting myself out there, selling myself to the community. Um. Typically, very private person. Yeah, so that was quite the stretch for me. You know, campaigning's got to be like campaigning is so interesting to me because like that's a stretch. Like you got to get out of your comfort zone, and um, like and and I've known a couple of people who've campaigned and like they're introverts. Like I don't know how you get out there and and just you got to really put yourself out there. Yes, absolutely. I think before having to do it for this job. I was so fearful of it. 
I absolutely never wanted to be in politics. I knew I wasn't someone that was going to be out there in front of people, having them judge you and trying to sell yourself, convince them that you're the you know, perfect candidate. Right. I can say after running this campaign, one that I'm so proud of, oh, absolutely. I learned so much. I definitely learned a way to bring a stronger campaign. Um, I'm no longer fearful of running a campaign, and I kind of enjoyed it. So I see politics in my future. I really do. I see that coming. <laughs> what? I know. I know. Bro. For someone who was anti, I told people I would never do this on a larger scale. I felt like running for a county, the local position was a lot. But um, if I do, it will still be local. I'm still committed to Winnebago County. Um, this is where my family is. I am an invest. I'm invested in it. So I will. It. I will. Okay. running another campaign and for something for something it's just finding the right time and the right fit but i see it i do okay. I, I see it so oh yeah. wow okay well you know what now we're gonna jump in okay uh lakeisha can you please share a little something about yourself and uh what's your connection to the cash so I moved to Oshkosh in 1996 to attend UW Oshkosh. Mm. So, yes, <laughs> and never left. <laughs> so I moved here in 96 to attend UW Oshkosh. I uh, graduated from UW Oshkosh, and yeah, I've ne- I haven't left except for to go to law school. Um, raising my family here, I have two little kids, uh, eight-year-old and a five-year-old. Mm. My husband and I at one point really thought about relocating to a different area um, and decided, no, we'll stay right here and focus on the community that we're in and trying to build this community better. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's, I love it. Hey, I, I was on a similar journey where I came here to go to UWO and uh, 30 years later, Still, Still here. here right? Yeah. The community. I, I really liked it. I love uh, compared to where I came from. Uh, I just like the pace of life and the quality of life for what it was. Uh, I mean, it has its challenges, right? Um, but it it wasn't so odd like it was um, square peg and circle hole. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think if it, like when I was younger. Yeah. Of course, younger, I wanted to be in a big city. I saw this city life, you know, I was going to move somewhere where, you know, it was just going to be the hustle and bustle of some major city. And right. um, I absolutely don't want that. <laughs> right? <laughs> I absolutely don't. I'm from Chicago. I told people I will never move back there. I'm just not cut out for that. I right. have been, I've been enjoying our Fox Valley life and I enjoy just the community, how close Things are, I know it, like the back of my hand. Right. <laughs> There's something about getting through the city without a bunch of traffic that I enjoy. Wait, in like five minutes. <laughs> yes, yes. Wherever you need to get to. Yeah. If you don't hit a train or a bridge, you're good. Right, exactly. Even when I was working in Appleton, I've always lived in Oshkosh, though. People would say, oh my gosh, you do that commute? And I would be like, that commute? Like, that? <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. That, Wait. that commute? <laughs> Why do they say the same thing to me? They I say know. that to me all the time. Like I'd be like, you can't get from one side of the Milwaukee to the other side right. of Milwaukee from the time that you go from Oshkosh to Appleton. Yes. This ain't no <laughs> drive. I was like, that's my time to think about my day. And then after work, that was my wind down time. Like that was nothing traffic 
never stops. I'm never just sitting in traffic, but I just always found it funny when people are like, oh my gosh, you do that commute every day? I'm like, that's nothing. Perspective is yeah. everything, right? <laughs> like, try sitting in Chicago, not moving at all. Look, Chicago scared me because <laughs> them, them drivers, and why everybody act like they, they um, at some point drove for the Indy 500. I know. So <laughs> when I was learning to drive, my dad would be like, you have to be an offensive driver. But offensive meant aggressive. He was like, <laughs> Bruh. In Franklin, there's farms, and we're just going down country roads. And he's like, "You gotta drive aggressive. You had to be on the offensive." And it was like, "No, you have to be aggressive, like the Chicago traffic." So, hey, you know what? That just gives me a whole new perspective when I see <laughs> Illinois plates. Because you know, I mean, I I have pause when I see them because I know they rolling, like they rolling, and they ain't slowing down. Like they right. roll right up on your car and swerve, and they keep it moving. Seriously. And so now I know that like they're on the offense. Yes, that's so what they I'm say. A, next time I see some <laughs> some Illinois plates, I'm finna I'm finna get offensive too. Right. <laughs> I guess that's that's what we call Illinois driving. You're on the offense. Uh, I love so that. Like, That's okay. so good. <laughs> Bro. Oh my gosh. All right. Okay. Um, so you're from Illinois. Is, uh, were you there the uh, prior to coming to this region? That's that's where you're born and raised. Born there. I moved to Franklin, Wisconsin okay. um, in 89, maybe. Okay. Um, and grew up there. Okay. So I graduated from high school in Franklin. Franklin's right outside Milwaukee. Um, it's, I tell people, I'm like, we make CarMax and no one even knows that. It's, oh, you don't end really? up there. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone says that. Wow. No, <laughs> because CarMax you know, is look, made. look, I'm not going to lie. Like I love CarMax. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just right. saying, yeah, I'm, you know, hey, look to the CarMax makers. It's one of those places you don't, you don't accidentally end up in Franklin. You have uh, to go there with purpose. Like that needs to be your place that you were intending to go because you have to go so far off the highway down. It you don't just accidentally end up there by making a wrong turn. It's small. It's small little community. Okay. It was a farming community when we moved there. Um, so yeah, from Franklin, then from high school here to Oshkosh. Mm-hmm. How did you end up choosing UW Oshkosh? Fucking ass. So I was a finance major um, and also, well, one, let me start over. So I had looked at a couple different schools and for some reason, Madison, the size and how spread out that campus was, right. was too much for me. Right. Um, I just didn't want to do that large of a campus. Then I um, thought about lacrosse because I was running track. Oh. That was too far from me. <laughs> when I say I'm private and kind of, I think I ended up being more Franklin than Chicago in the end. Okay. Um, so okay. lacrosse seemed too far for me. Um, UW Oshkosh had a good business school. And so Excellent. I was uh, focused on that. And I, because I didn't have any way to pay for school. Um, I was doing a bunch of scholarships, trying to get as many scholarships as I could, and UW Oshkosh gave me scholarships as well. So that's Bruh. how it really came about. I love it. Yeah, location, it. size, and how I was going to pay became the yeah. ultimate. No, and that's, the, that's of course, serious. in the business school, like that's how I ended up here. 
So right. yeah. you no, know, I mean Oshkosh got one heck of a business school due mm-hmm. to the fact that my daughter also is a business school graduate. Shout out to Dean Rao. She is amazing. Yes. yes. Dr. Rao. All right. Um Let's jump into the first segment. You ready? I am ready. All right. First segment is uh, what in the world is going on with? What in the world is going on with is the opportunity to tell. You start with the phrase what in the world is going on with and tell us what's on your mind. So go ahead. What in the world is going on with our Supreme Court? Mm, Bruh. Seriously. Roe v. Wade. I am. So I don't necessarily look at Roe v. Wade as whether there should be the rights of women to choose the autonomy that women should have um, regarding their own bodies. Because as a woman, I absolutely believe that I should have the autonomy in what happens with my body. But from a legal perspective of Roe v. Wade, seeing that this has been president for 50 years, and these are rights that have been established by the Supreme Court that are not enumerated anywhere, not codified, not um, listed in statutory authority, but these are rights that we have through the Supreme Court, and now they will be taken away. To me, I think slippery slope. I think, think about all of the rights that the Supreme Court has established for us, even in the last 50 years as Roe v. Wade, and what it would mean if we take those rights away. So, for instance, I think Obergefell. That is the right for same-sex couples to marry. Will that be stripped away? Think of loving. I am married. My husband is white. The ability for us to marry without it being a crime, are we going to strip that away? Are we about to strip away rights that have been established by the Supreme Court? If we're stripping this away, To me, legally, we need to be scared. We need to be concerned. Roe v. Wade may not necessarily touch upon someone's personal life. They may not. But look big picture. Instead of this, which I feel has been this idea in the last few years that we are selfishly motivated and we think about what directly affects us, I think, think big picture. If we're able to take away rights that we've had and rights that have been established for 50 years, think about all the other rights that could easily be right. stripped away that directly affect you. Think right. about what, how it affects your neighbor, your teacher, your doctor. Think about, you know, think about how these rights affect you and your community. And then imagine what other rights could easily be stripped away. And that should not be the case. It's established. Right. Are established rights. Like I don't, I don't understand the debate that people have regarding pro-choice, pro-life. The talking points that people try to use in their arguments to further their position, I feel many times they are misinformed and they're just talking points. Bruh. But at the same time, think bigger. If this can happen. Because legally, you're you're analyzing. If this right. is how the Supreme Court analyzed the current decision right. to upend Roe v. Wade, if they apply that same analysis to other rights that have simply been been established by the Supreme Court, we're in trouble. We need to be concerned. Facts. We need to be concerned. And so, I don't know what's going on with them. I really don't. 
I'm confused. <laughs> I, I'm so confused. I want answers too. Bruh. I I don't care who leaked it. That's not my focus. Right. I know no, people no, are I focused on who leaked it and it's the left, it's the right, who leaked it. I don't care. Right. These I, are rights. Right. I care about the rights. Yes. And so I'm I'm just I'm confused. And I don't think people get that. It's established law. Right. And this should not be a political issue. Remember, human, like when people, even through the campaign that for a judge, when people would bring up race to me, like race is not a political topic. Not. <laughs> Thank you. Why is it that Thank I'm continually you. having to talk about race when I'm running for judge? Why does that, that can, that cannot be what the focus is when you're determining who is best qualified for your judiciary. Right. However, that's what it's been. Right. It, it sounds like uh, something we just went through with our newest Supreme Court judge. Yes. Why does she have to talk about race? Exactly. And the thought that she had to defined, define a woman. And the interesting thing is those that continue to bring that up are, again, these are just little new snippets that they take away and they... There's no independent thought process regarding evaluating not only the question that was posed and then her brilliant and appropriate response is twisted into something else when it comes to gender and to talk about race because there's no reason why we should be looking at a Supreme Court justice, a black woman, a Supreme Court justice candidate, nominee, and determining that her race is automatically disqualifying or that she's less than qualified for the job. And many people have asked me even about, like, why would Biden say anything about race? When I tell people, why, why would he even say that? Why would he say he intends to nominate um, a black woman? It's the same when I tell people that ask me some of the questions about, well, why could you have historically black colleges and how one of the dumbest is like BET. I'm like, why? You know why we, I said, okay, so let's, let's start with history and bring you up to speed. And no other president had to say, I'm going to nominate a white man. Because it was already known that it would be a white man. Facts. So no one was alarmed when the past president nominated the three most recent appointments to the Supreme Court. No one was alarmed, even when the fact that he was looking at a woman was nope. brought out. No one cared. No one cared. Not one single person cared about that. Nope. But we're going to talk about race when it comes to anyone but everybody felt some kind of way when it was announced that we're going to have a black woman as our next supreme court justice Correct. think about that why was that a thing you know what i say to that what we ain't been american enough long enough i know it's sad we ain't built this country it's sad like why do we, you have to bring up race uh mm. <laughs> bruh <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. That is where we at. I love this. 
Yeah, I. <laughs> let's let's you know, see. I'm gonna be honest. I was planning on staying away from certain topics. No. To be safe, but then I thought about it, and I was like, I spent. I've been spending a lot of my lifetime being safe. Right. Not, you know, ruffling feathers, not affecting people's, you know, idea of being comfortable. Right. But the last few months made me no longer feel that I needed to be safe. So I I don't feel I think we're in a time that you're forced to pick sides. And playing as safe is not rewarded. Correct. So to me, be authentically, stand wherever you want to authentically. Right. And that being said, don't make assumptions about where we stand either. Mm-hmm. You know, because yes. there's a lot of assumptions that are made about where you stand. And uh, and and I that is what I don't appreciate. You know, you right. don't you don't know my politics. People, oh. You don't, you, don't, you don't know my beliefs. <laughs> but they so want to put you in a category. Right. Um, and no matter, you know, what you say, they won't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, why would Bruh. I even keep having this conversation? <laughs> no matter, there's nothing I can say. Right. You know, I think one of the things, you know, in life you just realize when you just can walk away. Right. Like there's nothing you can say to certain people that will ever change their mind. Well, because it's a belief, mm-hmm. you know, and we just, uh, we just, in our last, uh, like a episode ago, we had this conversation about, um, science systems versus belief systems. And, um, the, when people are assuming what you believe, that's their belief system. And you can't argue people's belief systems right. because it's just what they believe. It's not based in logic. It's based in emotion. I know. It's so frustrating. <laughs> it's so sad but, sometimes. It could be sad. It's frustrating. It's a number of different things. And sometimes it's just, okay, you yeah. can just walk away. And but I think you have to because at the end of the day, you're not going to change their belief because it's right. a belief. Right. Right. Yeah. There's no facts or data that you're going to present that are, is going to change anyone's belief. You can presume, and we've seen this. This is this is the time we are in right now where we believe less and less in data and science, or we find our own facts. Yes. And so that's a thing. Like we we find what we need to support <laughs> that belief. To support be, that belief, which is you know right. I'm okay, and I do believe there was a time where you know. We had belief systems, but at the end of the day, uh, common sense ruled all. Right. And, um, you know, I I don't know. Um, I feel like it's starting to be challenged. Like, that was our baseline to me right. at a point. And, you know, I think we also <laughs> weren't all considering ourselves experts. Oh, yeah. It's like professionals and the experts were the experts. Right. And oh for God, some yes. reason, we're not even allowing the experts to be the experts because now we are taking what, you know, as a person who deals in evidence, I'm always like, where's the evidence of that? Right. You can't give me a news article as evidence. You can't give me 
Facebook news or any like as your evidence as someone who wrote an article, as you said, giving their beliefs and not the facts, not the evidence to support it. Um, But yeah, we're definitely in a time where we are not um, like who we get our information from and uh, what forms our beliefs. It's so far from, you know, like that foundation that we once had, that kind of like, what do you call it? Um, Almost like the checks and balances of our own lives. Right. Yeah. We're so far away from it. Yeah. It's 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 interesting, right, that we've gone down this path that uh, we're, I feel for, for lack of a better way to describe it, we're following emotion more than we're following like facts logic logic reason reason I, yes. Mm-hmm. yes yes bruh and it's scary because i'm like how far do we go before like where's the end sometimes like right. where's the end if we've gotten this far away from logic and reason how far away will we go and what will be the consequences Mm. the collateral consequences of doing that I that scares me one of the things that like during the campaign because I felt like our local elections were so affected by this Mm -hmm. by what we're talking about even for um like school board and things like that oh there was politics in it and I would just I'm like pray for our kids I would talk to friends you know and probably what would be more desirable, you know, air, uh, communities in other states for really people of color. And I would say, just pray, pray for our kids because we're not even focused on education no. anymore. No. And no. instead, we're, especially at a time when we have numbers showing us, the data shows us, that our children are not even meeting average. Right. No. And we're focused on the politics of it all. Right. And so. Instead of their achievement. mm -hmm. So it scares me. It just scares me. I'm like, can we just, can everyone just pause? You know what? Everyone just, just breathe. Before. Mm. I just want everyone to pause for a second and Bruh. not even a second. When I say a second, I mean enough to gather thoughts, mm. analyze your own way of being like just instead of just continually filling the, the pot full of information that is making you react emotionally, you know, like right. just stop filling that. <laughs> like just think about this, analyze it. You know, what? be an independent thinker. Don't just take what someone else told you because as true. It, because, it's on, because it's the same team. Yes. Let's not have the same team mentality. The, there's not two teams. There's there one isn't. team. There, I know. <laughs> it's one team. Yes. We can have difference, but it's one team. I wish. It's not one team trying to beat down the other team. Mm-hmm. You don't even know who's on your team. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> 
I'm just saying. And sometimes like, well, and have you been picked for a team? Right. Yeah. Are you creating your own team? Why gonna, are you not part of the team? Right. What are you doing over there? There's a team and you're now not being part. Let's all be the, yeah. we're the team. Yeah, I don't yeah. feel yeah, I feel you don't fit on no teams. Right. Ooh, let me tell you. Uh Lakeisha, that might be the hardest. What in the world is going on with that has ever existed in the Kosh history? And I am proud to have participated in that with you. Thank you. That is fantastic. Thank you. Oh, that gets. <laughs> okay. Because let me tell you, I'm about to bring down the subject matter to what in the world is going on with people and their dogs pooping in the park. Thank you. Because you know what? Mm, bruh. I'm don't do that, y'all. <laughs> Just stop it. You, you know what? Pick that up. Why y'all doing that? Look, you whether y'all realize you don't have the historical context to know that dogs were not always allowed in the park here in Oshkosh. And part of the reason they might not have wanted them to be allowed in the park in Oshkosh is because they weren't picking up their poop. Can we pick up our poop? Bosco, the podcast dog, loves park walks. That's his spot. That's his joint. That's it. You know what? If Bosco want to act up after a good walk in the park, he's good. He's going to take a good long nap. We ain't got no problems with him. He ain't even asking for no belly rubs like he normally does. But y'all messing it up. Y'all messing it up for everyone else because how long will it be before this amazing privilege might get taken from us because of irresponsibility. That is, that is my, what in the world is going on with. I agree. Like seriously, like once something like this happens, it's scary because there's always that there's been a lot of privileges that have been taken away, but I must admit, I'm kind of, I'm the person that if I see you not pick up after your dog, I call your attention to it. And I need to just, Oh, you do that? Bruh. <laughs> I like that. I just kind of like, do you need a bag? I have an extra bag for you. You know what? I stare them down. <laughs> I give them that look like I see you. Seriously. I'm going to start pulling out my phone. You should capture it. Because, I'm going to do that. Because I, I think, so one of the great things is the ability to capture things using our smartphones. Absolutely. But also it does serve that purpose of letting people like, oh, see you could end up on a TikTok, mm. an Instagram, but you could go viral wait, by you, what you've done so po- bad. Wait, you could be a meme for life. Know. <laughs> you don't want to be a, you don't want to be the Seriously. poop meme it's, for life. Like people actually knowing that you, that things can be captured. I think I would hope that many people do right. Yes. Not wanting to be captured doing You don't want to be the poop meme. Could you imagine going viral for something that's so bad? Like most people want to go viral for something good. Right. But you could you imagine who would be sharing your lack of responsibility for your, you know, your animal? Let me tell you something. You put that video out there of you capturing somebody who ain't picking up the park poop. I'm going to pass it on. I'm going to share it. Seriously. Someone's going to start actually kind of like a Facebook group or something like that where you could share, Mm. you know, and identify. Yes. (laughs) Those that are not picking up after their dogs. Poop offenders. Seriously. <laughs> 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 oh my are we God. called the poop Bro. watch? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Seriously. And there needs to be like a little set, like poop patrol. We're a poop patrol. <laughs> 
set up yes. Paw Patrol. We're gonna yes. poop patrol. <laughs> We're gonna ask our community to come together Maybe on this it, issue. Oh my god. Maybe we need a segment. <laughs> Report the poop offenses. Seriously. Oh. Nonetheless, I am into doing right. Uh, I ain't playing with y'all though. Don't mess it up. Seriously. Don't. Yeah. This is nice. I mean, we really only had like the you know, the dog park. Yeah. Which well. was not so I never took my dog out to the dog park just because I just feel she'd get beat up. <laughs> like she's just not, you know, but to walk through the parks and enjoy it, yeah. you know, I think is great. And so I don't want to lose that either. Yeah, I worry about Bosco because Bosco has a small dog complex and That's he mine. definitely wants to go kick it with the Great Danes and the German Shepherds and whatnot. Right. And I'm also always like, like, look, there's a lot of good dogs out there, but still I can't mm-hmm. take a chance with Bosco because he's family. Right, that's how I am too. Right, my my little pup, she, you know, she gets all fearless once the big dog gets well enough past her, <laughs> and then she'll growl. Right, <laughs> but but yeah, and she yeah, I just could never take her out there. I just didn't trust it. But mm. being able to walk your dog through the park and enjoy, we have such beautiful parks too. Right. That's the great thing about it is that we have such beautiful parks. Not only should you be picking up your dog's poop because the parks are beautiful and everyone will want to enjoy them, um, but at the same time, it kind of just takes away the aesthetic, the ability for people to enjoy. Even Bruh. you know, it just just pick it up. Thank you. Pick it up. It's not bad. It's too easy. It is uh, seriously. Ask a fellow dog walker for a bag. Seriously, There's, we got you. Yeah, we got you. I always I can tell you right now I keep three in the pocket. Right, and I keep them in the car too because if I'm taking the dog somewhere and I you know we can yeah. get out and walk, it's like you always have one in your car. Right. Okay, I get sometimes you forget and you're like oh, you look around, you hope right. <laughs> no one captured you not picking up your poop, but you know that you usually do. I get it. Yeah. Just ask. Hey, do you have an extra bag? I got you. They have like a whole roll. Got you. That's what those grocery bags are good for, too. If you forget, like I do, to take them back to pick and save and put them in that big box. <laughs> They're really good <laughs> for poop. I always forget. No, it's true. It's true. <laughs> They're perfect for it. So. All right. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> All right. We're going to move to the next I hope segment. someone calls in about the poop. I, yes. <laughs> Yes, so tell I us do. your stories. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Don't forget, you can. If we got that segment, ask the Kosh. Yes. You can hit us with that. Okay, we're gonna move into word association. Word association for uh, is where you tell us what's on your mind. I'm gonna say a word. You just tell us what comes to mind. So, uh, first word, food. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm, <laughs> yes flipping out my bib to put it up but um food Mm, i love food so food to me there's this it's culture and so for me food is just like one i'm a foodie i love food i will try just about anything um once sometimes twice it doesn't even matter like i'm kind of that it could not even look you got a little adventure in you? Yeah, like yes. with food. Like it could smell, look, whatever. And I'm like, let me just, because to me it's like, at least I tried. 
Like, you don't know. Right. You don't know. So food is my happy, my happiness. <laughs> food is my happiness. And it, I just think of culture. I just think of all the dishes out there, the different types of food that, you know, it may be impossible to ever try them all. But I'm on. You're you know, on the path. Yes. I just want to keep trying everything. Um, but, yeah, food. Do we, um, we got a favorite joint? Of course I love soul food. Mm. Soul food. The pro- So I love soul food. But I also really do love one of my favorites. Um, it's in Appleton. I love Siram Indian oh, food. That okay. is delicious. And they get rave. They constantly get rave reviews. Yeah. That yeah. is. Yeah. That is my place. Mm-hmm. Um, so and my kids love it, too. Ooh. For an eight and five year old. Mm-hmm. Oh, you done, you done hooked them up, huh? Seriously, they, yeah, starting at a young age, we were like, so my husband's the same way. We love food. Like, we'll try, we just love it. So our kids are kind of the same way. They just now realize that McDonald's has chicken nuggets and oh. that they like them because we just, we both love food so much that they've tried everything. They love, you know, we try like sushi squid. They love Indian food. They love Hi, they love it all. So they're huge foodies too. So well, you know what? I love that you've expanded their palate, but I'm going to say as a uh, parent of an eater of sushi myself, I, it gets expensive. It does. <laughs> look, look, I'd rather get them them chicken nuggets. Right. <laughs> That's how I feel. I'm like, okay, we just got done with a little baseball practice. Let's just go through the drive through please. Yes, yeah, so a little colors. Yeah. Can yep. we do a little colors? I know. Let's just go through a drive through That should be All like right. a treat. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but when they say like, no, I want this, I'm like, oh, no, I said treat. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. I'm like, wait, I mean, like, let's just go through a drive through It's easy, quick. But yeah. But mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I love food. Trying everything I possibly can. Cocktail or beer? cocktail i do not i have not had beer since the college days with the red solo cup oh oh <laughs> five dollars i just can't do it i that was out of necessity yes but, I, understand. <laughs> but I, understand. I like whiskey and i'm not a whiskey connoisseur i just like whiskey don't ask me anything about what's a great whiskey whiskey barrels or whatever they're i don't even know how it's made i just like whiskey it's that simple. Yeah, I'm a whiskey girl. Whiskey. We got a favorite seven. cocktail. I just, I just like whiskey and seven. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. You walk in the place, you ain't even asking for a specific whiskey. You're just saying whiskey and seven. I was like, I just say no, not a rail. Not a rail. <laughs> I was like, Bruh. Yeah, not a rail. I'm like whatever with you know, yeah, and typically a- in Oshkosh. So truly, like in Oshkosh, depending on where you are, if you're just out with. Friends having a couple of drinks and it's nothing crazy. Yeah, just give me a seven, Seagram seven or VO and seven. Right. Um, but yeah, that's about it. There's something Not about a seven fancy. and seven. I got a good friend who lives by the seven and seven. Shout out to Burb. You know, yeah, uh, yeah I feel you on that. Which Burb? Burbacher? Yeah. Oh, hey, Burb. You know, Chris? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Chris. <laughs> yes. Superman. He's a seven and seven drinker too. Mm. I didn't even know that. See, y'all could have been bonding. We worked together oh. way back. Oh. Uh, we, I was working at the courthouse, but then I had a part-time job at, gosh, what is the name of it? I can't remember the name of it. Darn it. 
Yes. But yeah, so we work together. Burb is in Burb is in my uh, uh, Cranky's family. You know, we cranky were. Pats. Yes, that was uh, Cranky Pats. Uh, I talk about it all the time. That is my Cranky's family. I was so sad that that place closed down, but that yeah. was my church. That was really? where we went to, and that was the congregation. We yeah. were a tight niche bunch, and I miss them all since now church closed. Know. Oh. I'm working on my new church. Got a new church. You got a new church. Got a new church. New church is Jensen's. Really? Yes. Feeling Jensen's. Shout out to Travis over there. Shout out to Scotty over there. Yes. New owners, right? Yeah. Travis. Travis is new owner. Yeah. I've only eaten there once since the new owners. Delicious. Oh, well, let me invite you to church. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Let me invite you to Saturday church. We go Saturday nights to church. So uh, if you would like to uh, join, we would love to have you. All right. I will be there. Streaming. Streaming. (laughs) I'm sorry. Wait, it's all over. Yeah, I did. Look. Streaming. Okay, so what I think of when I hear streaming is I was at UW Oshkosh talking to a group of students, uh, pre-law students, and we got on, I forget what we got on the topic of, but I said that I um, was like, oh, I record whatever show we're talking about, and they're like, wait, do you have cable? Like, it was the worst thing, and I was like, no, I don't. It's through streaming, but you can actually record things on stream. They're like, Oh, okay. So I didn't realize that cable <laughs> aged me. If I would have had cable, they would have not thought I was cool. I didn't realize that like cable is not a thing to have. So now when I, anytime someone talks about streaming, I'm like, oh, if you have cable, it's, you're old, I guess. Oh my God, that's so good. <laughs> and, so, and yeah, it's probably true. I had no idea. I was like, no, I, I, no, I, we only stream, but they were like, you have cable? You might like, as well oh say you God. had a VCR. Seriously? <laughs> That's probably what they thought when they're like, I record it. And they're probably like, with like one of those machines or something. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously. I was like, oh, my God. I'm so old. I was like, oh, my God. I didn't realize cable was kind of a no-no right now. I Like, well, I didn't realize it. It's kind of just like, that's for old people. Well, I'm going to tell you the problem with cable and why it's a no-no. That cost. Right. Yes, mm. I agree. They the didn't, I mean, they, they once that one-year promotion gets by, <laughs> they sneak up on you. And then you're like, whoa. And then, yeah. you know, if you're not paying attention, they'll mm-hmm. get you the, for, for like an entire Six months to a year, you're just yes. paying your bills, minding your business, and then you all of a sudden something says, "I should really look at the cost of all these bills." And then you see cable, and you're like, "When did it? What? What is that?" Yeah. I agree. I agree. That is exactly how cable gets you. Mm. It's like all of a sudden it's a hundred dollars more per month than your promotional, and you try to figure out how long you've been paying that extra hundred dollars. Right. And usually for me, what triggers it, I'll see. I used to see like a commercial about some new deal. And I'm like, wait, what's my deal? <laughs> and oh. then realize, oh, I paid three times the amount of the current deal. So then I'm trying to get the new deal. And, and they ain't going to give you no, the new deal. No, they don't. No. But I'm on the phone. I'm trying. Look, I always let, try. Let me tell you something. <laughs> They're gangsters. <laughs> They're Seriously. gangsters. I'm going to tell you, I just had it out with uh, Spectrum. Because of, of some things, um, 
And it had to do with, okay, so I bought the service where, because I need it local. Yes. I, I don't have cable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I'm stream everything except for I need local. So right. I was like, okay, Spectrum, I'm going to give you these couple of dollars so I can have local channels. Right? right. And it's streaming. And they gave you 10 channels. You could pick your 10 channels. Well, I had it for a long time. And then I, I needed to change my 10 channels because I was getting them through other streaming services. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey can I change these 10 channels and why does this cost this? Do you know they would rather lose me than change the 10 channels? They were like, Oh, we don't change them. That was like, why don't you change them? Like well, it's a after gang, you're stuck in it for life. You're stuck like- in it. What? Well, after your first, I don't yeah. know. It was like, the 90 days or something like that and it was just like look i understand but let me tell you something look mm-hmm. i just need to change this because i've got these already and to make it worth my dollar you know and i want to keep y'all so you know no they weren't having it so then they don't know look my wife will tell you i'm that dude yeah <laughs> i'm that dude i like i i draw i draw lines in the sand mm-hmm. so i drew that line in the sand and canceled them so now now they're sending me all the letters mm. You know, in the promotional, in the promotions, and right in the promotional. So you know what I'm gonna do? <laughs> I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna <say> that. <laughs> Bruh. I, I told you. her to say, "I'm like you're gonna beg for me back." Like that relationship that yes. fails. You're like they're gonna come back for me. I just know it. Yeah. So so I'm totally gonna do that one year. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the one year, and I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna tell Alexa to remind me in a year. Right. Yeah. I do the same thing. I'm All like right. that's fine. Then I'll go without. Shop I'll wait for you to ask me back. Facts. Shop local. Oh, our main street in Oshkosh. There's a lot of different, you know, like boutiques and stores and things that I don't know. It's I'm, it's nice to see. If you've been in Oshkosh as long as we have, right? You remember what it was. It was. Yeah. And so. To see our main street being built up with a lot of local businesses. Amazing businesses. Yes. yes. Makes me want to, I'm like, no, sh- seriously, shop local because we want to keep seeing this. We want to keep seeing, like, instead of just that small area of main street, I want to see more even by the Herd Stadium. You know, I want to see a lot more being built up and yeah. seeing a place so we're not leaving our community to get, you know, and supporting others. I mean, yes, support other communities, but I'm saying it would be great if we had even more. I would just like to give other communities a run for their money. Yes. Like, you know what we, I'm saying? Let, like, let us be the destination spots. It, look, we've got <laughs> all of these natural resources that are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's automatic. You can't, they can't build those. Right. So therefore, we should be building things around those. Yeah. Because that's, God has gifted us. Right. I agree. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Black Girl Magic. That one makes me think of... Ooh, you know what? I'm going to tell y'all, Kosh (laughs) listeners, she literally got goosebumps. Yeah, I'm like, that one... God, every time I think... I don't know. Personally, for, like, when I think of me, when I... When I think of just my purpose, I keep telling people, you know, like I'm focused on my purpose and my next steps are all about my purpose. And that's like, I don't know. I think of all the black women before me, all the ones now 
all the little girls growing up and I am just, I don't know, like I get, I don't know, I, I just think of, gosh, how amazing, amazing we are and how discounted we've been for so long and how it is such a way it's a being that cannot be replicated duplicated done any other way and I just ah, I don't know it's everything about us it is the ability to I don't ah, I don't know it's being yeah. resilient it's it's so and many different things for me that's it yeah I appreciate the ability that I have seen for black women to walk in any space space and be resilient mm-hmm. and successful. Right. Like no matter what it is, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what, who the organization is. It doesn't matter what the business is. It doesn't matter what the mission is. They are transformative. Right. If you don't have any in your organization, you sleeping. Mm-hmm. You're sleeping. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know because we're and, and and I'm talking about that from all aspects. I'm talking about that professionally. I'm talking about that socially, mm-hmm. um, humanity wise. Um, there's just a gift, and yes. so um, I, there's something there. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I always I don't know. I'm always thinking about. Purpose. Yeah, I'm always like what thinking. What that means for me, and it's so. near and dear to my heart. Yeah, you know, um, because I've I've got my own um, biracial girl, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to define her as black or white. I'm going to define her as black and white. Um, but she's got black girl magic. You're right. And um, yeah, it, it's amazing to see her do what she does. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I'm all I just. I'm always in awe. I smile. I like get a big old smile when I think, I don't know. I just, yeah, it's huge. I don't know. It's it's such a feeling for me. It's like an emotion. It's a feeling. It's a a being, a state of being. I don't know. I can't even describe it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Community. Our community. So for me, community, of course, makes me think of my own, Um, makes me think of Oshkosh, and it makes me think of all of the amazingly wonderful things that are going on in our community, um, but are unknown and untouched. Um, But I think of it, I mean, before we start, we were talking about a team. You know, before we started the podcast, we were talking about, you know, kids and sports and um, community to me is also a place of belonging and feeling where you belong. And so I think when I think of a community, it's a place of belonging and that's your, that's your space. That's, uh, you know, your home to know that's your, you know your team. Um, and so I think of 
that and seeing a greater community, seeing one that, you know, competitive and being looked at as so desirable that people want in. So that's what I think. I love that. Because you know what? The Kosh is my team. Mm-hmm. This community has been good to me. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree. It's like I can't leave. Yeah. I have no reason to leave. <laughs> and I'm committed to staying. Okay. On to the next segment. The next segment is the Kosh Hidden Gems. This is your opportunity to tell us something Uh that you think is a hidden gem in the cash. Um, something, it could be something people may or may not know about. Maybe they know about it and they don't know all the details about it. What do you have? So I am going to say it is Hope Fridge. Um, so Hope Fridge is a community run fridge where people can support by donating food items, either prepared or unprepared. Um, and that those that are in need um, have a place to get food without any questions asked. And um, it is, there's two locations here in Oshkosh and one in Nina. Um, in Oshkosh, there's one at uh, Bowen Street Repeats inside, but there's one outside, um, so it's 24-7, and that one is um, at... Now I'm drawing a blank. Wagner's Market. Yes, Wagner's Market. Um, And so I don't think many people realize that it's there. Um, It's only been probably less than a year so Mm -hmm. far. Um, But I just love the idea of it. I love the fact that, you know, it's a community providing for their own. That idea of team again. Yes. And so I I just love it. I don't know. I'm really, I love the idea of it. And I have been able to speak with, um, you know, TJ and Molly that started this and talk about how the idea began and their hopes and how they see it. Yeah, they've inspired me to really be committed to that, you know, community involvement. And, you know, they just inspire me to do more things like that shout out to tj and molly hey they get shout outs they, yes. they've been mentioned a few. i know yeah they get <laughs> shout outs they, you know they're a gift to our community so thank you yes. thank you for looking out we appreciate you here on the cash um what's the cash need so an understanding and an involvement in their local gov- in lo- local government. I say that because I think people are very much focused on national politics, right? Um, and not giving nearly as much attention as they should to those areas of the government that directly affect them every single day. Are we on cruise control locally? Yes. Bruh. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And even for me, not realizing how much I could be involved more than I had been. Um, I think I had a narrowly focused 
idea of my involvement and that was just from the judiciary or from, you know, um, the legal parts of things. Um, but there is just not enough people who are committed to knowing what's going on in their very community and using their voice to affect change and their vote to affect change. And so I really wish we need somehow to, you know, get people excited, involved or passionate or upset. I mean, it doesn't even have to be excitement. It doesn't have to be that you are, you know, feeling that our local government is, you know, going in the direction you want. Just people to react to what is going on and to be involved. I want people to not. Don't participate because you feel it's wrong. Participate when it's right, too. Exactly. Just participate. Just participate because your voice is important. Right. And I think that's so important. Um, Like everybody, everybody's ready to vote when it's all jacked, right? Nobody votes when they think it's okay (laughs) or they're getting their way. Right. But shouldn't we just vote? Just vote every single time. Right. Whether it's wrong or right or if it's smooth or rocky or whatever it is. But like, let's just keep our voice involved. and, And then let's also not villainize the other side because it's okay. Exactly. Like, look. We at the end of the day, I do believe there's more good intent out there than harmful intent, and there's a lot of different ways to improve the community. Mm-hmm. But then that being said, I also want people to kind of, I do believe the correct path is one where all voices are heard and it's somewhere in the middle. Right. I don't want to be leaning nowhere too far on either end. Right. I agree. So that's kind of where where I roll. Um, oh, that's so good. Okay. Um, the naughty slash heroes corner. This is your opportunity to nominate something, someone, whatever you would like. It doesn't have to even be a thing. Um, to the naughty or the heroes corner. What are you thinking? I am going to be all sappy and I'm going to nominate my husband, Brad. Ooh, let's celebrate that. As a hero. <laughs> Hero, not not the naughty. <laughs> I should have been clear. Oh, that is so good. Nominate him. So I'm going to make this story very brief because you know I received the beginning of the story first from my five year old. So I'm going to streamline the story. But um, in speaking with my daughter, we're making dinner, and she told me. Um, she said, hey, mom, you know that thing that goes up when the boats need to get through? And I said, the bridge? And she says, yes. And she's like, yeah, well, dad was holding a naked lady's hand over there. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Bruh. I was like, excuse me? And so then I go to my son, who's eight, and I said, Gabe, was dad, Ryan said dad was holding some naked lady's hand on the bridge. And he's like, yeah, that happened. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so mind you, he's at work. So, and we never call work unless it's like an emergency or anything like that. So I didn't call the actual company. So I was like, maybe he'll answer his cell phone. So I called him like, what is up with you? The kids that you were holding this woman's hand, <laughs> the naked woman's hand on the bridge. And he's dying laughing. It turns out that as he was taking the kids, um, 
that he had taken them to get ice cream coming, going back home. And he saw a woman who was, uh, naked running on the bridge and he ended up turning around, circling back, um, because he saw her jump into the water and this was, uh, frigid temperatures. Mm -hmm. He turned around, um, ended up parking his car and having her hold on to his hand while he tried to pull her out of the water. And he, yeah, I know. I, and, and yelling for other people to get help. Another father with his two little kids came and they're holding on to this woman waiting for, um, you know, some type of help law enforcement. Um, and the, at one point, um, he, was able to call 911, ask for help while um, holding on to this woman's arm. Um, And eventually they did arrive. And uh, once they had the officers and EMTs had it under control, he just left. And I was like. He didn't tell you. No. (laughs) He didn't tell you. (laughs) It's like, oh, I forgot about it. I'm like, oh, just something so, to me, that was just so amazing and such a, opportunity to explain more to our kids i mean he failed miserably because <laughs> he didn't explain exactly what happened to the you know to the kids he just know they just knew he was holding a naked woman's hand um on a bridge <laughs> and reported it back to me but i was just like that is amazing to you know really truly care about someone else and those in your community so much um and to call for help and to assist so he's my hero <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's good. <laughs> That's so good. Seriously. That is a serious hero. That's hero hero. Yeah. And he seriously has not told anyone. I would. I don't even know when it happened because it was just during, you know, I have a five-year-old daughter whose her imagination is phenomenal. So right. I always have to wonder if this was something that's in her part of her imagination or mm-hmm. she, she throws in a little bit of imagination with true stories, though. Right. So I was like. Dad was what? Yeah. So hey, you know what? Superman don't tell everybody what he's doing. Very true. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying. So therefore. Yeah. And if he's a very private person, I am. I mean, he's even more private than I am. He's a level a level down. Yeah. Like I can once I'm in the moment, I can hold comfort. I'm talkative. I you know right. can be outgoing. He's more just hold it down. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I so. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. Yeah. Okay. So here's what we're gonna do. If y'all can hear the sirens in the background, you know what that means? It is noontime on a Saturday. We are catching those tornado sirens. It's that time. All right. But here's what we're gonna do. I have been talking about this for absolute weeks. That I've wanted to do this segment And I finally had gotten someone to call on the Kaj voicemail And tell us, uh, give us something for Ask the Kaj So we're going to roll out this segment for the very first time Um, I had asked Lakeisha if this was okay She was like, I'm about that life (laughs) I'm about that life So I said, we're going to roll it from right here So this is our new Hopefully new segment. I can't be a segment if I don't get no other calls. But I had lost this voicemail for a while because of technology challenges. But we've got it now. And so here's what we're going to do. To keep the Kosh 100% authentic because that's who we are. We're going to play 
the voicemail, and then we're going to talk about it. Are you good with that? Oh, yep. Right. Okay, so here we go. Mr. Timber, we're a couple weeks behind. This is Nicole. I hope, but I really hope I'm the first person calling your podcast number. My question: Silver linings? Do you think COVID has made in this time of isolation people more aware and empathetic? Just think about like George Floyd or a lot of the the protests and violence that maybe wouldn't have been socially picked up on had we not been stuck at home. I think about mental health and how people are so empathetic and supportive of mental health now that they've been home secluded for so long and that's that's my question friend love your show i hope i'm the first caller nicole you are the first caller hands down so thank you so much uh and let us uh celebrate the start of ask the cash um Lakeisha, what do you think I say yes. So I think it's probably necessary to break it down into a couple of things. Um, break it, break the question into different categories. I think COVID definitely brought greater recognition to mental health because um, I think that the unprecedented times and the impacts that. Um, Many, many people felt, even for those who really, you know, experiencing a level of depression for the first time. I think a lot of it happened during COVID. And so I do think that coming out of it, at least coming out of the quarantine, the safer at home um, level of things, uh, people are recognizing that mental health is serious and that it is not selective. Um, And, uh, you know, I have many people who have expressed that they truly never felt that there was, you know, that they suffered from any mental health illnesses or disorders until COVID and that depression and almost an anxiety and then the social anxiety that comes with coming out of, you know, being home and isolated for so long. Um, so yes, I, I do think that it has affected many as it relates to mental health, but also, uh, allowed people to truly, um, empathize for those that suffer from mental health and were true, like negatively, um, impacted during COVID with the lack of services, that lack of, um, treatment and availability of things and how drastic you know it impacted them so yeah with that part i do Uh, what i would like to believe personally is that as a population um as a greater demographic as a regional demographic we've always been empathetic this is a resource rich area and um that we we are 
in this region by design on purpose, very empathetic. Um, what I do think that happened with COVID was our lives are, were jam-packed. I don't know about you, but you throw in technology and just the ability, you know, technology has made our lives more efficient, but it's also made us pack more things in. So then we finally got the chance to slow down and just stop and and observe and think. And so I don't think COVID made us more empathetic. I think it gave us the ability to truly experience it for us to be where we were at. Because, you know, you can get so busy that you're just, you don't have time. Like there's things, there's things that I watch all the time and I'm just like, Ooh, that gives me pause or I'm appalled by that or, uh, and then because some, the next thing happens, I didn't have time to think about it or I didn't have time to truly give it the time it deserved. Right. Whatever that meant, whether that was conversation or participating in something to help make that said thing better or, or, or to, um, Give presentation to it, um, give notice to it, give, you know, whatever it is. Um, and that's what I think this time, that pause did. I think it gave America pause, a forced pause to say, I see this. I, I, I didn't see it before. I heard about it. Right. Right. But hearing don't feel like seeing. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And thinking, when I have the time to think about something, like it sat on my soul. Right. And that hit different when it could sit on the soul. Because there's a lot of things that hit me, but then the next thing hits and it's worse right. or bad. Sometimes <laughs> you even process sometimes. Like right. I don't even, didn't even land. Right. It didn't <laughs> before even. Before the next thing before came Before the next my way. thing came your way. Right. <laughs> and so I just think what COVID did. It was a curse, but it was a gift. Right. Because I think our society is so jam-packed with responsibility, in some cases, obligation in others, or just the fact that we feel we must be as fast as the technology that's feeding us our information. Right. Um, that's where I'm at with that. So, um that was a really good question. Right. Right? Go on, girl. Thank you, Nicole. I appreciate you. Nicole is a loyal, loyal listener from the very beginning and has always, and she has her own episode, too, and a great business. She has an episode? Yes. Oh, oh one on the cost. You yes. Mean. Oh, she I thought you meant like, on the okay. cost. Sorry. Yes, yes. Yeah. no, she has a great episode. Very nice. All right. So now you know what time it is? Oh, let me help you out with that. I'm going to tell you what time it is. It is. Every time we do that, it makes me happy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Smile from it, ear to ear. Yeah, it does. It just does. I don't know why. But it is time for the topic of the week. And as you know, the guest picks the topic of the week. And this week, Lakeisha, what is our topic of the week? 
Well, it will actually kind of catapult off of our questions. So it is juvenile mental health. Um, And what makes me want to discuss this is what I'm seeing in the court system with our juveniles um, and some of even the other communities and what they've experienced, one being the Chippewa Falls homicide by a juvenile of a juvenile um, and, you know, reading about uh, possible mental health illnesses that the juvenile was experiencing and the family history of mental health. um, I see that it's lacking for juveniles in some areas. I think that there are times that adults want to uh, focus on a child's behavior instead of the underlying concern or issue that is causing the behavior. Yes. And so I just want to bring more attention to the need for juvenile mental health services, um, the idea and focus that juveniles brains are not yet fully developed and they are works in progress like we are and not as advanced we cannot um, speed up their maturity and their ability to think and rationalize and be logical and analytic like we have talked about earlier in the podcast we can't do that to juveniles and uh, as they are growing and even experiencing what they would have experienced during COVID, um, going to school, just a a number of different things. I really want more attention and focus uh, to be placed on juvenile mental health. And, um, you know, speaking as someone who suffers from um, a mental health uh, illness, I think as a juvenile, not feeling that it was something to be shameful of, Um, And being okay with speaking about what I was feeling and going through would have probably saved me a lot, a lot of uh, roadblocks and hurdles. Um, So I just really want to focus on that. And it's it doesn't have to be a negative thing. It could be positive. Mental health is not just a diagnosis that requires some medication and some focus on, but how we can contribute to positive mental health and being positive to juveniles and the way that we speak and treat them. And so when I say mental health, yes, there's the clinical portion of that, but there's also what we as a community, what we as adults, what we as people can do to have a positive impact on someone's mental health and especially our juveniles who, you know, they're growing and they're still impacted and, you know, by many things that we've survived. And so I just want people to be cognizant of that. Be positive to to a person's mental health instead of ignoring it or being a negatively impacting person. So, yeah, I'd like the, the portion, uh, pointing out the ignoring part, like everything's not behavioral. Correct. Let's not just jump to a place of behavioral. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's always things that cause, there's causes and effects. Right. Right? right. And can we slow down enough to go look at maybe what a cause might be? Right. Because oftentimes we think behavioral and then that comes with discipline. And the, you know, so the response sometimes when we figure it's behavioral is some disciplinary action by us, you know, instead of 
something, I think a different approach. I just um, think, let's go find out what might have led to this. And I, and look, I'm not saying like some things are just, they are what they are. Some things are behavior. Yeah, right. some, some people, <laughs> I mean, look, we done all did dumb things. <laughs> I, you know, right? you look. You go ahead and throw that rock if you want, but my house glass. <laughs> my house is super glass. Right. <laughs> so I'm not saying right. that. I'm not saying when yeah. when when dumb things happen. I know. I'm like I've done lots of things. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not saying that, but I do think there's other. In a lot of cases, there's a lot more to it, and we should slow down long enough to let's go. Why can't we investigate a little bit, right? And and not jump to assuming. Inquire. Inquire. Yes, it's an important word. Mm -hmm. It's huge, and I think, and most of what I'm basing, what I'm saying off of is, the interactions that I have with juveniles in court, and. I, you know, one thing that I have received positive feedback from is my interactions with juveniles and the ability to speak to them like they're human. I don't order. Bruh. Like, speak to them. Have a conversation. Right. Don't speak for them. Allow them to speak. Try to get them to share with you. And it is not something that you can do by demanding and you know there i just you know speak i think we dehumanize our youth sometimes right i agree we 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 just override them and And we discount them i find myself doing that as a parent too like i get into parent mode and i get into the because i said so and what are you crying now Why, why are you crying right now kind of mode and then i i do have to take myself back and realize you know like, hold on a second. That's not like him. Something's up. So I need to, whoa, let, let me scale it back. And I'm so focused on the routine and getting things done and, you know, right. having things be easy. I know I I want it to be easy. Um, that I forget and kind of just run over opportunities in which I can have conversations with my kids and um, even in those emotional times where it may seem like it's a tantrum to me or I don't have time for a tantrum. And, you know, I, I, I find myself doing it, but trying to be more aware and give more of that conversation with yeah. my kids. So I just want to And it's not easy. On, yeah. Because not. let's be honest, uh, look, parenting is... Uh, <laughs> It's so hard. They it don't can give be. you no books. <laughs> wait, it's eat, after wait. the fact they give you a book. Wait, they'll like, give you a book, but that book don't match your kids. <laughs> Seriously, I was like, yeah. when do you start talking about my eight year old? Yeah, um, but yeah, mm, right. So. It seems like they was talking about their kid. <laughs> no, that's not my kid. Right. So yeah, just just be aware. Be aware of the way that we can positively impact children. Um, I. I love this topic and, and I love the angle of um, from from what's our, our youth in our in our court system. Um, and in case um, Kosh listeners didn't, didn't know, there is an organization uh, regionally that works with our youth in the court system called CASA. Um, yeah. And I encourage you to look into them. We will put 
we will. Um, I'm actually. I just recently had a con- uh, conversation with their executive director. She's going to be a guest here in a future uh, Kosh episode. So I hope that you tune in and listen because our youth in our court systems. And the thing about Casa in particular, I think their focus is on youth who don't have representation. So they might be going through this system by themselves. They might not have those guardians or those parents. Correct. And that is oftentimes what I see. Right. It's tough. And that, that That's not tough because the court system's tough when you're an adult. Right. And you might have all, look, you could be a millionaire and the court system's tough. So, I mean, uh, just being a child, you're not understanding what's being said. Not at all. You don't know what the intent of... You don't understand the why. You might not even know why you're there. And oftentimes they look at it as punishment. Well, I, hey, you look. Because sometimes it's not, sometimes it's more of a safety concern because an adult not being safe that they're in court, but every child views it as punishment. Well, you know what? I'm not going to lie. The way I, I've never heard of any parties happening in court. So. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't want to have to go to that building. Uh, Look, I've never heard like, (laughs) oh yeah, I can't wait to go to court. (laughs) No, I've never, that's a new one on me. Right. (laughs) But if that is a thing, please show me that court. I wish, I wish. But there are oftentimes when we have juveniles in court, it may not be because of their actions. Correct. It could be lack of action by um, an adult who then needs to be brought into court and the child's safety is the utmost concern. But even then, it seems like punishment. Absolutely. To children, you know, the focus is on making sure that the child is safe, but it seems like punishment. Well, they probably got to, they probably got to talk about things that they don't want to talk about. Right. And address and face things that maybe for their own mental health, they don't really want to face. Right. I agree. It's like we all find our ways to protect our, our hearts, our souls, our minds. That self-preservation mode that we go into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think kids, kids do a lot. Yep. I agree. Whew. Okay. I keep doing it, don't I? Wait, 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 <laughs> the topics, wait. I'm like, are they too deep? Too no, 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 look, there's no such thing. Look, uh, <laughs> we have our Kosh listeners. They are, look, they care, right? If, you, right? if you're listening to a podcast about the community, you care. Right. And you want to know what's happening in the community. And you want to know that there's people like yourself out there thinking about addressing um, these types of things for our youth, for the greater good, um, that people like yourself are placed into some of our most important systems that help make us um, civil society, right? That's what court is supposed to be. Yeah. So we just don't go out there and throw on the gloves and start punching each other in the nose. <laughs> like, like there's reasons for things, yeah. you know, you know, <laughs> don't just take it to your own hands and like, 
The last one standing wins. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Fights. Yeah, you know, Highlander, like Highlander the TV right. show. We're 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 better than that, right? So we're supposed to be anyway. Okay. That's what they tell us. Although sometimes that seems like <laughs> Hey, sometimes that's the, the quick solution. Right? You sometimes know? it's like, okay. Look, siblings yeah. gotta figure it out sometimes. <laughs> but you, they just throw down and then it's done. Right. <laughs> that is so true. So all right. Look, that's such a good topic. Is there um, any last things you want to say about it? Um, I, I think just that awareness and then the ability to get involved. I think that, as you mentioned, CASA is a great program. We do have, I think that people are, um, believe that because we have you know, Winnebago Mental Health Institute here, and we have Wisconsin Resource Center, and, you know, that we are really at the forefront of mental health. Um, But I just want people to be aware of different programs and services that are available. Um, And um, if you are in need, or if you want to support those programs. So, you know, you think of, even locally, we have NAMI, we have... um, Different programs here that you can support, you can be involved in, and is a resource. And so, and it doesn't, and it can be for juveniles as well. Um, But as we begin to focus, which I hope that we do, more on juvenile mental health um, instead of the big umbrella of mental health, um, that we are able to get more county resources focused on that. I see we're doing a lot for um, substance abuse disorders, um, but I really hope that we could do more on the mental health component of it because most people with a substance abuse disorder are dual diagnosed um, that also have the mental health component with it. And so for me, if you don't work on both, working on one isn't going to be a solution that is long-term and lasting. So that's that. Okay, shout out to John. If John, if you're listening to this episode, we putting it out there. Think about it. All right. Okay. Well, you know what? It's that time. Let me let me let me just go ahead. Yes. Okay, this is the time where we start winding down. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, Kosh listeners, uh, for giving us your time. Uh, it's your most valuable resource so the, the fact that you give us your time to listen to the cash it's so appreciated um, once again please 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 reach out let us know how we're doing uh, or if you want to be on the show um, if you've got a critique if you want to celebrate or you just got something to say or maybe you want to be on the next question of ask the cash please reach out to us so our email is askthekosh at gmail.com once again that is askthekosh at gmail.com we have a voicemail please reach out on our voicemail for those ask the cash questions now that we have done our inaugural we have broke through at the first one all right so that phone number is 920-385-9298 once again that is 920-385-9298 and the last thing that i want to put out there oh two things hey guess what we got now y'all 
business cards. We got business cards. So you know what? Holla at me. I would love to share those with you. And you already know we got Kosh gear. We got Osh, we got the Kosh t-shirts and the Kosh hats. And I just got a new shipment in of some t-shirts. And I am calling it now. The Kosh t-shirt will be the hot item of the farmer's market. Because you know what? There's nothing better than participating in a community event wearing a community t-shirt. And the Kosh says community that's how i feel about it anyway uh, maybe i'm hyping it too much but i'm i can do that <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna stop me <laughs> yeah you know yeah i'm gonna say am i wrong am i really wrong you know okay and um thank you all for the support you have no idea there's been so much good support and uh believe it or not like we are literally the request for a guest, we are booking like two to three months out. So that is, that just goes to show. Um, thank you for listening. And thank you for those who want to get your voice out there and share with our community. It's, it's crazy important. All right. So now it's on to my favorite part of the show. Lakeisha, you know what that is? Let me help you out with that right there. Cause you, you look like you was going to answer. It is shout out time. I love shout out time. And so this is where you get to shout out who you need to shout out. Who you shout out? Mine is going to be simple. Mother's Day tomorrow. I'm mm. saying happy Mother's Day Facts. to all of the mothers and Facts. giving them a shout out. Hope they are filled with joy and love and just surrounded by those inspiring little ones. So Ooh. that's it. I like that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to follow that because you know what? Guess what? Got to shout out the mama. So first of all, I got to shout out the mama that runs my household called the wife. Shout out to the wife. Thank you very much for um, just thank you because you are amazing. And shout out to every my mama because she's real and she ain't no joke. <laughs> and I love you. All right, so shout out to mom and shout out to all aunts out there um, and everyone else. Uh, There is just amazing ladies all around. So celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. It's your day. And, uh, you know, catch me, catch me right on the grill. I I will share some barbecue with you. I'm about that life. There's nothing better than Mother's Day and barbecue. I feel like that's the gift of gifts. That's what I told Brad. I was like, so what are you putting on the grill tomorrow? Oh, <laughs> look, don't threaten me because like, you know what? You, I'll come back with, I'll go to Costco, get a big box of yeah. things. and you're, I'll grill all day. It and might be like, an oh. eight hour grill. <laughs> right. That's right. You, mm. I was like, you, yeah. you just gave me permission. You right. don't even know. Right. The grill, so we uh, hopefully we'll be doing the same. I Let did me. ask for. Um, my gift this year from the kids Ooh. is to fill the hope fridge. So oh. tomorrow we are going to fill the hope fridge. That'll be my Mother's Day gift, and then we'll grill out. I love that. Yeah, that's so. awesome. <laughs> um, let me send a shout out to uh, the SBDC, the Wibic, uh Color Bold, and Score. These are all um, organizations that help women and um, veterans and diverse population start business entrepreneurship i participated in a panel and they let me host it and it was just an amazing the energy in the room was wild and i don't know if y'all know but 
the things that happen in our region sometimes for people, for us, for the efforts being put forth to help make us a more belonging community are amazing. Like, we ain't sleeping on it. We understand, um, and people are stepping up. Uh, big shout out to the Bucks, period. That's <laughs> right, because I'm from the mill, and it's that time. Look, we need two championships, y'all. Like, I ain't mad at y'all for the one, because I love you for the one, but guess what? I need two. Just go on and do that. So, to the Bucks. Um, to Alonzo Kelly, uh, thank you for doing what you do out there. I've been in some meetings and your name keeps firing. And thank you for working with the city of Oshkosh on their diversity efforts. So I appreciate you. To Sigma Upsilon Lambda, the cha- uh, chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha as an alpha brother. Look, bros, thank you. We got big things going on, participating and serving this community in the best ways we know how. So those are my shout outs. Now. It is time for now. Lakeisha, you get a choice. There's two things. So there's A, B, or C. So A, you can give us parting words of wisdom. B, you can tell us what would yourself today tell your 12-year-old self? Or C, all of the above. You can do both. Oh, gosh. Parting words of wisdom. A. There was was a very confident, like, yeah, we're going down one road. A. (laughs) So for me, I think parting words of wisdom, it's um, part of what I tell my kids when I drop them off in, in the morning before school. And it's what I consider being part, being a good leader. Um, and that is, uh, being your true self, being authentic and, uh, never lose focus on your purpose. And so that is what I tell people. That is what I hope. Um, when I say that you get to define those categories yourself because it's individual. It's not something that I can define for you. Um, and so I say it to both my kids because I truly want them to be you know, never lose sight of their focus. And I always tell them, be a phenomenal leader. And now that they're telling um, or asking more about, like, what do you mean by a leader? And me being able to point to examples of them being a leader, it's, you know, it's part of your purpose. And it's not going to be the same purpose that your sister has or that your brother has or that I have. But remain focused on that purpose, and that's going to guide you on how you lead your life. So that's what I have. That's good and powerful. What you think? How you like being on the cash? I loved it. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you for making time. Yes, thank you. Hey, Papa. To the next time, y'all. The cash. Mm-hmm.